Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm excited about uh, bringing the word this morning. Uh, Every time Pastor Mike asks me, I get sick, and then I say yes. (laughs) Those are the steps that I take. (laughs) One day that'll change. I'm sure it will, won't it? (laughs) Um, This morning, um, I'm going to talk about... uh, something that I think is so important, and I will give you the title in a moment. As soon as we read Matthew 8, 5 through 10, and verse 13. Uh, So get ready. You might as well have your Bibles out and ready because we're going to have some scripture this morning. I figure, you know, if you can't go wrong if you just speak the word, you know, you just can't go wrong. So it says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, A Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go and they go, or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you, have, you believed it has happened and the young servant was healed the same hour. So the title of my message is, Say the Word. Say the Word. We're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you this morning thanking you and praising you that you have given us your word, that you are faithful, and that we can depend on you no matter what is going on in our lives. You are there with us. And we just thank you for this morning for just helping us receive from your word uh, what you have for us today. Those of us that are here and those that are listening online, we just thank you, God, for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I had to title this message, Say the Word, because that's what it says in the verse. If if (laughs) If you will just say the word, my servant will be healed. And I just, I love uh, things that are kind of simple, you know, just to the point. I understand those kind of things better. Um, And so when I read this, um, this passage of scripture, I just thought, God, this is, this is so powerful, especially when I started thinking about this officer who was a centurion officer, also a Gentile, and the Romans worshiped false gods and goddesses, so he didn't grow up in church like a lot of people, and yet he had faith in Jesus' ability to, to heal his servant. And so all, the, all of this, as I'm reading it, is just fascinating me. And it says that, you know, even, yet he had faith not only to, that Jesus could heal, but that Jesus didn't even have to go lay hands on his servant to heal him. Right, right. He just say the word. 
and it happens. Um, so uh, in the Gospel of Luke, you can read this same story. Um, the elders spoke highly of this officer. He loved the Jewish people, and he had even built a synagogue for the Jews. Okay, that is not something you would normally see a centurion officer do for the Jewish people. Um, but he was so well thought of because he truly did love the, the Jewish nation. And um, I'm sure that he had opportunity to hear about Jesus from his Jewish friends because he obviously, if he loved them, then he, they were his friends. Uh, and possibly from Jesus himself because in Matthew 4, 23, 25, it says that Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick, and whatever their sicknesses or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the ten towns, uh, Jerusalem from all over Judea and from east of the Jordan River. So he's very well known at this point. And so this officer um, absolutely could have sit under a message, of, you know, possibly. So this to me is, is very fascinating. I know that um, Pastor Mike has been talking about the Samaritan woman at the well, and that is to me similar in that they're both Gentiles, and it's not a normal situation, you know. And I just love uh, how God reaches in to people's lives that wouldn't ordinarily be the one that people would think would ever listen to the gospel. I love that because, see, Jesus is looking at the heart of man, He's not looking at how people act, He's not. You know, some people can act all mean and hateful, and, and you don't want to be around them. Jesus is not intimidated by, the, by all of that. He sees that that person could be hurting, that that person may be miserable. Maybe that person is in a lot of pain. We don't even know why some people are so mean. But Jesus is not intimidated by that, and he loves that person regardless. It's hard for us sometimes to do that. I know it is for me. Romans 10:17 says, "So faith comes from hearing hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ, hearing the word." Uh, so he obviously heard the word, which helped him understand the authority that Jesus operates in, or else he wouldn't have said to Jesus, "Just say the word from where you are, and he will be healed." Um, that's why it's so important that we hear the word that we say the word. Because if we don't say the word, then the person is not going to have the opportunity to have faith to receive the word. So it's so important. Um, he knows that there is power in the spoken word. He has to know that or he wouldn't have said that. And so it lets me know that this man is not your usual Roman officer, that he is very well learned in the, in the word of God. And in Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any sharpest or double-edged sword, uh, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Again, the word, Jesus is the word, uh, 
it sees through all of our false fronts that we put on for people. It sees through the shell that we put around ourselves at times. It sees through all of those things. And uh, also, I was reading about centurion officers, and they usually carried a double-edged sword. They were shorter than your regular long sword. There's names for a lot of them, but I'm not going to even try to remember those. Since I don't fight with them or anything, I don't, you know, except for the word. The word's the only sword I need to remember. Um, But I think the reason that they liked these swords was because they were shorter and they were so sharp that they could go straight to the heart. And so the word of God, isn't that a good picture of how the word of God goes straight to the heart? of the matter. You know, whatever's going on, it goes straight to the heart. And so the word of God is so important. So just say the word. Okay. I don't think you're going to forget this title of this message because I might say it a lot of times. (laughs) And I know it it, it doesn't sound easy. It's not easy to just say the word. You know, I was listening this morning as I was getting ready to come here. I was listening to the birds outside my window. And the one bird, it sometimes, you know, it you wonder like, what are they saying to each other? I don't speak bird talk and <laughs> some people think they can, but I don't believe that. Um, I really don't. Uh, but this one little bird, you know, it's like, I can't repeat how they sound because I don't, I don't, I'm not good at the bird calls and all those sounds. But it was like, tweet, tweet, tweet. I mean, and that's all it ever said. It didn't change anything up. It just tweet, tweet, tweet. And it was the cutest sound. And as I thought about that, I thought, if I could understand what that bird's saying, it's possibly it's saying, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And what's so funny about that is that that's all it ever says. But it's enough. Think about it. We make it hard, don't we? We make everything hard that, that, we're, that we're told that, that would be good for us to do. We make it so hard because we think we have to be like scholars or something. But really, we just need our testimony. We need to just tell people what God has done for us or that he loves you. Some people don't even know that they're loved by anyone. In fact, they don't, they don't, they, maybe they don't have love from anyone. But Jesus can be depended on for his love. And so that bird this morning, I'm just going to think that that's what he's saying because, I mean, it's got to be good. God created that little bird, and he said, I want you to say this your whole life. Can you imagine saying three words your whole life, but they're the most powerful words that you will ever say? Jesus loves you. The most powerful words. So how easy is that? So... We, ha- we really have to stop making things so difficult. And I'm, believe me, I'm speaking to myself because I am not naturally an outgoing person. I think I'm, my whole life I've been intimidated by people and by being in front of people and especially having to say anything in front of people like I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, so the thing is, though, is that If we never do the things that God designed us to do, where will the joy be? Where will we ever know 
the good stuff that God has put in us. And, you know, you know, I think about it like this. God is not disappointed in us when we try to do something that he's told us to do, and maybe we fall on our face a little bit, or we stumble, or we, we don't do as well as what we would have liked to have done. But I, I really believe that God looks at us like we do children who are beginning to walk. And if they stumble, they don't go, just forget about walking now. You stumbled. <laughs> No, he's like so happy that we stepped out to say the word, to just say the word, whether it's one word, three words, or a whole message. He is so proud of us that we trust him enough to say the word. He set such a good example for us. We tend to want to stay in the comfort zone, though. I know that one day I want to look back on my life and say, I didn't do everything perfectly, but I tried to do everything God asked me to. I want to be able to say that. And if that means that people will look at me and say, oh, my goodness, that poor thing. Not that they are or they would, but I'm saying we need to be willing, willing to look like a failure and even be called a failure. Are you willing to get out of your comfort zone enough to be called a failure or to look like a failure? Are you? Because I can tell you this. Every time I have stepped out past my comfort zone, which is not very, you know, it's about a half a step, and it's out of my comfort zone. So, but whenever I have stepped out of my comfort zone, even if I didn't do it perfectly, I notice something happening. I notice growth. I notice new revelation. I notice that God wants to do more with me, which can be scary, but who wants to just live their lives not, every, not ever learning the creativity that God has put in you because you're afraid to step out and say, Jesus loves you. This morning, um, this is something that God has is, is just let me know that I'm not able to do the works of Jesus on my own home, uh, human strength. I'm not able to. So that's just, I, I might as well just admit that and just deal with that. And sometimes it's good to know that because then you have to lean on him very heavily to do whatever you do, which is a good thing, which is where he wants every one of us to be. So John 14, 16 says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, helper, comforter. Those are the names of the Holy Spirit who will never leave you. He leads you into all truth. And so Jesus didn't leave us to do this thing on our own, but he gave us his own Holy Spirit. And in Colossians 2, 10, it says, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Okay, we're in union with him. Jesus is head over every ruler and authority. And then in Luke 10, 19, it says, look, 
I have given you, he's talking to us, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Okay, he's given us that same authority. The authority that he spoke with that day with the centurion is the same authority that he has given to us. I just think we don't know stuff. I think that it looks too great for it to possibly be for us. You know, it's just too big. It's too great. But the word is true. If we believe that it's true, then we have to start believing that God has given us authority over the enemy. All right. So we need the word. Our life depends on it. It really does. Proverbs 4.20 says, actually through 22, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. So the words that we speak, when we say the word, when it's the word of God, it brings life. There might, I, I remember one time early in my walk with the Lord, I just was in the stage of even getting angry when God would ask me to do something. Because I would say to him, why would you ask me to do that? You know I can't do that. Like, why are you asking me? You know, and I would get angry inside because I thought, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't realize who he's asking. And, uh, you know, because I didn't really know him that well yet. Not that I know him that well. I'm still learning so much about him. But then I was really a new Christian. And I just, I, I definitely would get angry when he would ask me to do something that took me out of my comfort zone. And I remember um, one evening, I had just started leading worship in the evenings for our church. And that was hard enough, I thought. That's enough to ask God, you know. <laughs> so then um, that evening, and, and what made it worse is that that evening I had, you know, we wore the choir robes. And, um, and so this girl that I knew, her and her husband came in and they sat down toward the back. And as soon as I saw her, go pray for her, came to me. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> my pastor's sitting over there. He might be upset with me. I, my choir director's over here. What are they going to do if I go and speak to this person and pray for them? I panicked. But there was something in me that was like, this, this, um, her life depends on it, came to me. And I, I'm, I'm even right now just getting emotional inside because of the memory of how powerful this was for me. So, and, and, and why did she have to sit all the way in the back? I mean, in that time, I hadn't read these scriptures about just say the word. <laughs> no, uh, I had to walk all the way to the back. And we had a big church and it was a long way and my robes were flowing. And I thought, and they're, and they're like a creamy white color. And I thought, everybody sees me. I'm like, and, and I'm walking, and I'm like, 
I probably look like the most frightened person in the world, and, 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 and I could feel the stares of my pastor boring through my back, and I looked around and glanced at my choir director, and she's like playing and <laughs> wondering why I'm not up here singing. I'm walking. I'm going in the back. She doesn't know if I'm leaving the house. <laughs> Nobody knows because I didn't know what to say. At that time, I had no training. I didn't know. I could have went to my pastor and said, okay, this is what God's telling me. Is it okay if I go? I didn't know. All I knew is that I, I felt like I was desperate to obey God because it's a life or death situation, and he's trusting me with it. This, what I considered a pretty pitiful person to do it, you know? So anyway, I flow to the back in the long, long strides, and I get to them, and they're looking at me like this. I'm like, oh, God, this gets worse. And so I went to them, and I just said, I'm going to pray for you. I did not tell her it was a life or death situation. I didn't want to scare her. So I just prayed. I just said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I turned around. I flowed back up. And I picked up the song where I left off. And I started singing again. Well, that messed me up. I went home that night and thought, I'll never lead worship again. I'll never pray for anybody again. I will maybe not ever go to church again. It was so bad. So I got a phone call the next day. It was from the girl that I prayed for. She said, I don't even know how to thank you for praying for me. I was getting ready to leave. She had a health problem, and it was really bad. And she said, God has healed me. Think about that. A new Christian. God used me as a new Christian to speak. I don't even think I touched her. I just said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I hurried back. It was like one of those things. You know, God doesn't have to have somebody that's been serving God for 80 years to lay hands on the sick and let them be healed. God can use a very new Christian if they're willing to just say it. Just say it. Use your words. Just say it. Use your words. Don't we say that to our kids all the time? Just use your words. (laughs) You know, they're making noises, and we're like, just please use your words. Matthew used a lot of words, but I never could understand what they were. He talked, I think, in tongues when he was two, you know. But anyway, I know that I am proud of my children when they were really small and when they were just learning, and even now. Everything they did, when they would step out to do something, I knew was hard for them, but they stepped out to do it. I felt like my heart was just swelling with such joy. And I know God feels the same way because he knows that's what's best for us. So fear to say the word is from the enemy because Jesus has given us authority over the enemy. And if he can keep us shut down and keep our mouths shut, then he knows nothing's going to happen because the word has to be heard for it to build faith. So this morning, as I read this last scripture, I want to read the the scripture uh, that Paul wrote in Ephesians 1, 18 through 21. It's a prayer that he prayed. And I read this often because I need to be reminded of this prayer. 
Ephesians 1, 18 through 21. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power. Oh, this is good right here. Okay. (laughs) Make sure you don't miss this. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And he has left that power for us through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. He's given it to us, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So I challenge you today. Have you been just going along, playing it easy, doing things that are comfortable, doing things that make you look good because you're afraid to step out and do something that you know is impossible for you because you do not want to fail in front of people? I guarantee you're not that happy if you're doing that. So I challenge you this morning, take a step out today with somebody and say the word. Just say the word. It could be simple. I love you. Or Jesus loves you. Just something simple. But step out and do something that is not the most comfortable for you. Father, I pray for your people today. I pray, God, that you would get them excited that you would stir them up with this hunger and thirst to see you move in their lives and that they would be willing to stumble and fall just like Peter when he walked out on the water at least he can say he got out of the boat and walked on the water even though he sank and needed help from Jesus nobody else got out of the boat come on people Let's be water walkers (laughs) and say the word, say the word, say the word. Father, we thank you for raising up your children to lean on you heavily and do things that are bigger than they are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.